0: And so, at last, we get to your escape from Araby and your return to your ship, Master Tavern Ah, yes, indeed. We are almost there, but not yet. But uh, let's just uh, bring the neophytes up to speed. Now that the half-link, Ludwig Brambledown, had found me and let me know that my crewmates on the Ava Phantom were waiting for me in the harbour of al hayek I was eager to leave. I did... Uh, not say goodbye to the Tuareg who had taken me in, though. One does not simply leave such a warband without the shedding of blood. Instead, I merely bought new clothes, burned my blue Tegelmust robes, and disappeared. I've no doubt that my former comrades thought me murdered and lost on the streets of Martek, for such things are common. And, well... That is probably for the best, I feel. Brambledown down and I then returned to the camp of his guides, the blind sorceress Zarka and her grandson Fadi, who were still babysitting the halfling's ogre companion, Hassan. Ludwig had told me he was big, but I had not appreciated how big he truly was, and I had yet to see him in action although this would soon change. At that particular moment, though, he was gnawing on some fresh, bloody bones. As we approached, the very first thing that we were confronted with were Zarka's two undead constructs that uh, Ludwig had told me about. They stood with surprising speed to block our path as we came closer. As they moved, I could see their ungulate skulls, just visible beneath the large sheets that had been draped over them. However, Zarka too sensed the return of the halfling and immediately bade them stand down. It was then that he saw that the area in front of them was awash with blood and the dead carcasses of what appeared to be mountain panthers. Look, now, are these the same panthers that you were telling about us earlier? The ones of them there, uh, panther knights, uh... <clears throat> I think you mean the noble order of the knight's Panzer, Master Alchemist. Ach, yes, that was it. Anyhow, were these the same panthers that them fellows brought back to your empire then? Ah, yes, indeed. They roam the Atalan Mountains and are a very real danger to anyone who ventures beyond the walls of the city there. Luckily, though, our guides undead constructs had made short work of the beasts they'd encountered, just as uh, Ludwig's ogre had likewise made short work of their remains. Anyway, Zarka, the Arabian witch, was eager to leave Martek now that I had been found, and began the preparations immediately upon our return. And, uh, well, before sundown, we were on our way. But, We were not the only thing on the move that night. And our journey back was not to be an untroubled one. The very evening after we set off, as we amiably trundled over the dunes, the setting sun at our backs, a lone horseman came into view, and he was galloping at a tremendous pace. Zarka, who was driving the caravan at the time Suddenly stood, raised up her arms And a flash of red light lit up the sky Stopping the rider and his mount in their tracks Rider, what drives you on in such haste? It must be important Pray tell I think it would be prudent to divulge such knowledge willingly to us rather than us having to uncover it forcibly. And well did the rider look fearful and answered with the eagerness of someone who did not wish to be where he was. The men of the Malaluk in their hundreds, perhaps thousands, all on the march. I go to and the sultan of Maltek. I would not venture into the open desert this night, which... They lie between here and Alhaik. A thousand thanks, most loyal rider Fadi Fadi, give the man a bottle of Arag for his troubles and to Speed him on his way. Ah, forgive me for interrupting, Master Tavernkeeper, but uh, Arag? Uh, What is Arag? Why? You know it. It is simply what the men and women of Martek and Al Hayik call the Arak we drank earlier. Arak is simply its name in Lashik, which is uh, where I first had some. Oh. That stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, never mind. I'm uh, trying to forget about that. <laughs> no doubt. Anyway, I'll get back to my tale. Zaka was a stubborn woman and would not turn back, even upon hearing this news. Instead, she decided to continue. Although she took us on a little-used road that ran along the foothills of the mountains just to the west of Martek. From there, she intended to pass through the lands belonging to the ancient Bakr tribes via the cursed hollow oasis before finally coming to al from the west, thereby avoiding the Malaluk. We had neither voice nor choice in this matter, and duly placed ourselves in her hands. We spend the rest of the night traveling by starlight, moving from the soft sands and dunes of the desert and into the rockier ground that lies in the shadow of the Atalan Mountains themselves. As the sun began to rise over the mountains above us, I finally laid eyes on the archaic path that Zarka had led us to and now intended to take. But no sooner had I taken in our surroundings when we came to an abrupt halt. Fadi fixed me with a look, put his finger to his lips before pointing off towards the plateau we were approaching. Ludwig and I could not believe our eyes, for the way ahead was blocked by a herd of radiant pegasi. What? Pegasi? Like the knights of Bretonia used to fly through the sky? Ah, well, yes and also no. These are indeed related to those particular magical beasts that you see in the arms of Protonia, but are also a breed apart. What? There are different types of Pegasus. There most certainly are. Here, to put it all into context, let's take a short break from storytelling to discuss Pegasi. I think the neophytes will find this a most illuminating little tangent. Anyway, why don't you all uh, refill your glasses? I just want to go and grab my copy of The Practical Guide to the Anatomy of Beast and Monster by the renowned anatomist, Marianne Sosolbert. Ah, here we are. To quote the author, The first thing that you must understand is that they are not merely horses with wings. Appearance does not denote, in fact, whatever the common folk may think. Indeed, their entire internal structure is completely different to that of any horse that I've examined. Pegasi are omnivorous creatures capable of eating both flesh and vegetable matter, whereas horses are strictly grazers. Those corrupted by the taint are frequently entirely carnivorous, their normally flat teeth often sharpening into vicious fangs. Their bone structure, unsurprisingly, is far more similar to that of birds than those of horses which is part of what allows them flight. I must confess, however, that I do not think their ability to fly is entirely explainable by natural law. I know of a pegasus that carried a heavily armoured knight upon her back with no sign of strain, even after twelve hours of sustained flight. A feat that seems impossible. An acquaintance of mine from the College of Light suggests that Pegasi may somehow be able to literally ride on the winds of magic that blow from the north. While I don't feel qualified to confirm or deny such speculation, I put it forward to your consideration. End quote. Now... As you just heard, although a lone pegasus, or even a whole herd of pegasi, may well look like majestic sheer white horses gifted a pair of elegant feathered wings, ah, with a uh, wingspan of at least 25 feet, it's worth mentioning, and whose coats glitter like a field of newly fallen snow in the morning sun. They are, in fact, rare magical beasts easily capable of caving a man's head in with a pinpoint blow from one of their vicious hooves they are not to be underestimated and also unlike the common horse it will be a rare day that you see these sky striders on the ground and if you are uh, well lucky or unlucky enough to have uh, approached them in this way. They are most likely to simply fly away rather than fight. The only exception to this is if they are there to uh, protect their young. And well is it that they should do so, for their foals are greatly sought, with many being stolen from their nests to be reared as steeds, for noblemen and sorcerers. Those reared in this way become most loyal companions, though, who are in lockstep with their masters every move. When not employed as mounts, some wizards will seek to bind a pegasus to serve as a beast of burden or even for use as a scout, for they can cover vast distances extremely quickly, and their higher intelligence allows them to understand their master's desires through the use of simple cantrips that enable a magic user to see and feel what their pegasus is experiencing. Their innate intelligence makes them both savvy and cunning beyond what their appearance may lead you to believe, as well as are much stronger. Some even an equal to one of the more uh, powerful mounts employed by one of the dark champions from the north and, uh, well, befitting their magical nature. Ah, and yes, one more thing. Due to each Pegasus's arcane heritage, each is able to cause injury to uh, creatures such as elementals, jinn and demons, which are normally immune to non-magical weapons, which is yet another reason they are so sought after. All that said, something that they do share in common with the horse is that they are very social beasts. In their natural environment, they live in great herds, just like the one I encountered. Their most densely inhabited spot is probably up in the Grey Mountains. But, as with many winged creatures, you can find them in all four corners of the world. That said, you'll more often than not still find that they nest in the same sort of habitat, be that lofty plateaus or hidden away in the depths of a mountain range, such as the Atalans. Anyway, aside from your uh, common pegasi, There are three main other types that I'd like to talk about. Uh, These include the Radiant Pegasi that I encountered, although I'll save them to last. The most well-known type, here in the old world anyway, has to be the Royal Pegasi. These are a very rare offshoot of the common pegasus and greatly sought after by the richest and most powerful lords and aristocrats of obviously Britonia, but also some in the empire and beyond those in possession of such a wondrous creature prize it above all else and treat it with the respect due to a noble peer with many a Bretonian duke and lord having dedicated a whole retinue of their own retainers to care for their mount. Indeed, so cherished and precious are they to some lords that they go to extreme lengths to keep them perfect and unsullied, and most definitely keep their serves and peasantry far away from them. You can't have the stench or clumsiness of the common man Anywhere near such sublimity, I'm sure is their thinking. Uh, and of course, there are the tales I heard about the uh, obsessive Duke Volstal de Canels, that uh, powerful dukedom that borders Atholoran at the southeastern corner of Bretonia. It was said that he executed any peasant that even dared gaze upon his Pegasus. However, you most commonly see them employed by the most pious in all Britonia, the Grail Knights, who ride them to war in small elite units of Royal Pegasus Knights. Truly a sight to behold and fear. There are many enclaves of Pegasi scattered about the world, but none are more infamous than those found in the thrice-becursed land of chill. These pegasi have been tainted by their proximity to the sundered northern wastes, and this has resulted in them mutating to become the infamous beasts known as the Dark Pegasi. As opposed to the glittering feathered wings of their more noble, cousins. Dark pegasi have leathery wings like those of a bat, pitch black fur, glowing red eyes, a foaming red mouth, and many have even been gifted twisted horns which they use to gore their enemies and their prey. For it is not only the outwards appearance of the dark pegasi that differs. Their nature too has been twisted so that they crave the flesh of men and actively hunt for victims. And so, finally to the breed specific to the plateaus of the Arabian Atlan Mountains, the Radiant Pegasi. These are able to absorb the sun's heat and light and, Transmute it, change it, into a burning, scouring light that dances over their coats. If threatened by an enemy, or even simply disturbed, they can discharge this energy into their foe in a searing flash, incinerating them. And this was the mortal danger we faced as we came face to face with a herd of pegasi in the Atalan Mountains upon leaving Martek.